Academy, our accredited option brings experienced teachers right to you. With our pre-recorded video lessons taught by teachers with decades of professional experience, your child will feel as if they're in a classroom with other students. With our Becca Academy accredited video homeschool, all you have to do is give your child the materials and monitor the lessons using our daily guide. We do the rest like validating grading, sending report cards, and providing free standardized testing. Homeschooling doesn't mean your child misses out on life's big moments. Your child can even celebrate their achievement by walking in the Abeka Academy's in-person high school graduation ceremony. Enroll in Abeka Academy today and give your child a private school education in the comfort of their own home. your host of Teachable Moments with April podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Remember, Teachable Moments are all around us. Happy listening. All right, I wanted to share something with you guys and Before I read this article, I want to ask whoever's listening listening to this um, two questions. Do you know of anyone that is experiencing any type of skin irritations or what appears to be rashes or hives and they don't know what it is? Are you yourself um, experiencing it? Because I know of at least three people Um, that seem to be um, experiencing this particular phenomena of these skin irritations, rashes, hives, and they don't know what the reason is. And now it's intrigued me because of the fact that the three people that I know of, they're all in the same age group or the same generation, I think. And I've been trying to look online and see if I can find more information because something in my spirit is saying that something really is going on and um, they're not talking about what that is. So I'm just putting that out before I read this particular article from the New York Times Magazine, which was published May 9th, 2022. So actually I skimmed over it, but I hadn't really read it, but I'm going to read it now you know, in this, in this particular episode uh, with you guys and um, see what it has to say. Just the header is what got me. Okay. So it was published by uh, Lisa Sanders, MD, and it says her rash wouldn't go away and the itch was ruining her life. Nights were a particular torment and nothing but steroids seemed to help. What could be causing this? Now, I also talked about in a particular episode about some some very strange things happening with the food, our food supply, whether it be in restaurants or fast food uh, or just food in general, that something has been evolving and changing and how they produce, how they um, farm or don't farm. Um, or make, in some cases, make our food. Um, It looks like one thing, 
but it really isn't what it really seems like chicken isn't really chicken um I don't like to get too into it because then it's like oh my god it becomes overwhelming because what are you really going to do about it um when you buy certain things from the store or you go out you know it could be kind of um overwhelming and kind of make people feel some type of way when you start to talk about that and I get it but you still need to be aware okay here goes okay the itch always felt worse at night the 68 uh, year old woman willed herself to lie still and not give in to the urge to scrape her skin from her body she often wore thick cotton gloves to protect herself from her own nails and it helped until she tore the gloves off to scratch the itch that tortured her arms her belly her legs and especially her feet she shifted restlessly on the fold-out sofa where she now slept to spare her husband her incessant movements so let me just break in so i'm a person that suffers from year-round i have very dry skin i mean very very dry skin so um a lot of times you know uh, i have to keep my skin moisturized i try my best to drink as much water which i feel like i'm pretty good at so at first i'm thinking this woman probably thought it was just dry skin but as time goes on it starts to become abundantly clear something else is going on here so her nights were divided into long hours of lying on the lumpy sofa trying not to scratch losing that battle and then occasionally falling asleep for a few minutes when exhaustion finally won she hated seeing the raised red blotches marked with bloody scratches each morning whoa the rash started out of the blue one morning four months earlier she had an itch on her stomach and was scratching it mindlessly as she slowly woke up she lifted her pajama shirt and saw the first time the irregular roundish raised blotches of red that has since become her daily tormentors she immediately called her dermatologist the nurse practitioner gave her a name for the rash hives and she prescribed a steroid cream it didn't help when the hives were still driving her nuts two weeks later the woman called her primary care doctor she took one look at the patient's blotchy scratched legs and feet and immediately prescribed a week of prednisone and referred her to the asthma sinus and allergy program at vanderbilt university medical center the first available appointment was six weeks away but someone would call it there <laughs> was a cancellation no one ever called oh lord and those six weeks were awful the prednisone helped with the itch but it returned with a vengeance when she ran out of the pills despite her pleas her doctor was uncomfortable continuing to prescribe this very powerful steroid to treat a rash she took two antihistamines a day and that helped a little she took as many baths as she could but the rash was unrelenting it moved around but never never went away sometimes it was on her arms and sometimes her neck always her stomach her back her legs and them feet okay nothing new in her life okay that's the header finally the day of her appointment arrived 
she and her husband drove into Nashville to meet Dr. Basil Kawash, the young specialist in allergy and amniology at Vanderbilt. He listened patiently as she told her story. She looked tired, but otherwise well. Kawash was, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Kawash, so bear with me, you know, I'll say something wrong in a minute, was reassured by the fact that her hives were not associated with bruising or pain, oh, okay, which could suggest a serious illness. That's interesting. Has she started any new medications? No, she said in a hint of frustration in her voice. She had spent weeks trying to identify any triggers. Now, this is about the people I'm talking about. It's the same thing. They keep trying to distinguish what it is. Kind of like, you know, let me stop doing this or let me stop eating that. Let me stop using this kind of shower gel or detergent. And you keep trying to pinpoint it, but you never quite can. Okay. No new medications, no new soaps or makeup. Her diet was the same it has always been. There was nothing new in her life except these hives, okay? What she had, Kawash told her, was chronic, uh uh-oh, we getting, we getting, mm I don't think I can say this. I'm just going to call it by the abbreviation, C-I-U. The medical term for hives, oh, okay, that lasts longer than six weeks. Now, it has this long name, but it actually is hives. Imagine that which had no cause, and the cause can't be identified, and that's what he does. And most of the time, Kawash uh, acknowledged a cause, a cause is never found. Let me highlight that, never. That's kind of disheartening, isn't it? Never found. But the good news is that the itching and rash are usually easy control with medications. First steps involve aggressive skin care and lots of moisturizers. Yeah, it feels, it feels like it's dry. Yeah, and a steroid cream can help, but high-dose antihistamines are the mainstay of treatment. Mm. Now, hives are caused when a white blood cell known as a mast cell detects something interpreted as a foreign invader and releases a chemical called histamine. It's the histamine that causes the itch and the swollen blotches. The patient was already taking an antihistamine and that was a good start. That quiets the mast cells in the skin, Kawash explained. Histamine is also made in the stomach where it triggers the release of acids used in everyday digestion. The antacid Femotin- oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, I mess it up. The, an- <laughs> the antacid femotidine blocks this type of histamine and should help with the hives as well. Oh, okay, antacid, huh? He told her. And because her symptoms were worse at night, mm-hmm, Kawash recommended the use of yet another antihistamine. She's talking a lot of antihistamines. Oh, at bedtime. Oh, oh. This is more, oh, a more potent antihistamine, usually taken at night because it causes drowsiness. Now, this particular antihistamine that I will not um, attempt to say is actually, I recognize it, the name of it, uh-huh, in sleep aids. That's very interesting. Huh. 
Okay, finally, he gave her a fourth drug, Singulair. I'm very familiar with that one. Uh, could help stabilize the mast cell so that it would be uh, less likely to release its store of histamine. Yeah, I've taken Singulair in the past due to my allergies. Okay, this regimen worked for maybe 70% of his other patients. Stay in touch, he encouraged her. If these didn't work, there were other options. Uh-oh. Uh oh. All right. I'm already going. Uh oh. Just give me the steroids. A week later, Kawash received an email from the woman through his patient portal. She was still miserable. It didn't help. So it helped 70% of his other patients, but not her. Uh, she was still covered with hives and still not sleeping at all. What was the next step? He immediately ordered an intravenous medication. Oh. I'm not saying that name. <laughs> known, let me try it. Known as Ama, Amala Zumba. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know how to say this. Amala, but you know I'm going to look it up, right? Okay, anyway, it was intravenous medication. This monthly medication often used to treat severe asthma. Okay, in case you guys know about this and you know how to say it. I don't know how to say it, but it's often uh, severe uh, asthma. It's a lab-made antibody oh, that attaches itself to the mast cell to prevent the release of histamine. In one study, the drug eliminated both itching and hives in about half of, of the patients who took it, and nearly everyone felt better after three months on it. Three months, huh? After six weeks of taking this particular uh, medication, oh, the woman got back in touch. Oh, it didn't help, guys. Just give me the steroids, she pleaded. That was the one thing that helped. To Kawash, daily low-dose steroids were a last resort. Prednisone had too many side effects to use long-term until all other avenues had been exhausted. And he had one more option. A powerful but targeted immune system suppressor, okay, called cyclosporin. Cyclosporin. It is most commonly used in organ transplantation. Oh my God, that was a big gun, but it was still preferable to prednisone. Wow, they really are trying to avoid that prednisone, huh? Kawash. Oh my God! Started her on a low dose of cyclosporin. Let me get it right. Cyclosporin. Her next appointment with him was three weeks later. This poor lady. When she arrived, Kawash was shocked to see that her hives were just as bad. Oh my God! As they were when he first saw her. Had the, oh had the diagnosis been wrong? So he started questioning himself. People often think that hives are a response to the outside trigger. An allergic reaction but that's almost never the case with this particular case of let me look at it CIU aka hives okay of hives that last for longer than six weeks obviously oh uh, yeah uh, caused by overactive mast cells what makes them overreact is still not well understood Still, treatment is usually straightforward. Yeah, but there seemed like there's nothing helping this woman. But Kawash had made a dent. He had not made a dent in this patient's hive, despite she taking a lot of meds. High doses of two antihistamines, two mast cell stabilizers, and cyclosporin. Whoa, baby. 
So what else could this be? There are a handful of autoimmune diseases that can cause chronic hives. Okay, talk to me. A form of autoimmune thyroid disease can do it. And lupus too. It's a rare symptom in both, but possible. Another disease, mastocytosis, I'm so proud I said that. Mastocytosis involves the body simply creating too many mast cells with with that proliferation causing all sorts of misery, including chronic hives. Wow. Finally, a handful of food allergies might do this. These mostly occur in children, and usually the reaction comes right after the food is eaten. So the link between food and reaction is rarely a mystery. But there is an exception, an allergy described just over a decade ago. An al- okay, drum roll, an allergy to meat. Hmm. Okay, so I already talked about, I'm not saying that's what's going on here, because we're not finished not quite yet we're coming to the close of this if they're doing certain things with our food and with our meat like when i was talking about that whole chicken sandwich situation chicken it's look like chicken it smell like chicken but it's really not chicken okay and they're doing some stuff to the meat you know Mm -hmm. okay maybe this is what the root of some of the people that i that i've come in contact with are having some issues with their skin it's linked maybe to, to some food for a whole nother reason. Okay. Many people who have this allergy report that their worst symptoms happen in the middle of the night. Now look at that. Hours after a meat-filled dinner. Oh, okay. All these possibilities were rare, but so were her tough-to-treat hives. Kawash sent the patient to the lab to get tested for each of them and started her on a Oh, Lord. On a higher dose of cyclosporin. Okay, we're coming to the, the, the last portion of this particular article. A small price to pay. The test results came back the following week. Her thyroid was fine. It wasn't lupus. It wasn't mastocytosis. The test for the meat algae took longer, but it finally provided the answer. You ready? The patient had developed an allergy to meat. I'll wait. Okay. Kawash had seen this allergy in a handful of his patients and knew it was a strange one. I know I'm kind of drawing this out. So I was looking at something on YouTube and they showed a video um, in which they had two women and their dermatologists. And they even had a lady that was, um, what's the one with the skin? Uh, oh my God. Esthetician? Esthetician? We're seeing a lot of people coming to them and saying, and having issues with their skin. I just, I, I, it's just, it's like a puzzle and it's, and it's going to bug me. But they're seeing more and more people within the past couple of years coming to them. And they can't quite put their finger on what is causing these people's issues with their skin. Hmm. Okay, so most allergies are triggered by proteins, but this was a reaction. Oh, Lord, it's a long, long, 
<laughs> words. Okay, I'm just going to say known as Alpha Gal, G-A-L for short, a sugar. Hmm. And the reaction to the allergen took hours, not minutes, to appear. Strangest of all, now they calling it strange. I'm not calling it strange. They calling it strange. This allergy is triggered by a tick bite. What? In the United States, the Lone Star Tick, like it come from Texas, found predominantly in the southeast, has been identified as the vector. In other countries, it has been reported on every continent except Antarctica. Other ticks are involved. It's like it's a crime. Alpha-gal syndrome, I ain't never heard of it, was first recognized in the early years of the 21st century when a physician noticed that allergic reactions to chemotherapeutic, what? Drug, of a drug, what? Chemotherapeutic, <laughs> drug that contains uh, alpha-gal were much more common in the southeast than in the rest of the country okay this is what that suggested an environmental trigger come with it come with it that suggested an environmental trigger come with it then in 2009 a group of allergy specialists we need to specialists at the university of virginia knows that some of their patients developed this is 2000 symptoms ranging from hives oh anaphylactis when they were exposed to alpha-gal, wow, it's like a movie, <laughs> and, and meat by mammals. Okay, meat. It isn't meat from animals? Would it be, a, you know, a, I don't wanna know. Uh, two years later, the same group linked the allergy to bites from the Lone Star Tick. Okay, so, okay, let me, let me put the pieces together. Okay, so the meat, Okay, or the animal got bit by the tick. And then people eat the meat. Am I am I on the right track here? I'm thinking the same thing. Okay. Kawash called the patient with the news. Wow. Did she remember getting bit by a tick? No, that's not what I took from that now. If if she wasn't bit by a tick and she ate some meat, then the animal that got bit by the tick and then she ate the meat. That makes sense. Beef, whatever it is. Okay. Did she remember? Okay. She did not. And she didn't hike or bike in the countryside. Of course not. So getting bit by a tick seemed unlikely. Mm. Nor did she see any link between the food she ate, okay, and her hives. Though she acknowledged that she and her husband did eat meat most days. What matter most, Kawash told her is that she had intended, oh, she had intended, she had indeed tested positive for the allergy. Hmm. Try giving up meat from all animals with hooves <laughs> as well as milk products and see if that helps, he advised. Now, this is putting me in mind of when I talked about um, New York City has started to track meat and dairy, whether it be in a fast food setting or whether you are uh, buying it for your house. And they're gonna start to cap and limit your purchases. This is what I took from that article that I did, that I read to you guys. All right now, 
as well as meal preps and, and see if that helps, he advised. And then he waited. He didn't have to wait long. The patient soon reported that after being completely off meat and milk for a week, she felt great. For the first time in months, she was completely high-free, itch-free, and most important, able to sleep. So there's, there's a theme here. Meat and dairy. People tracking meat and dairy. People getting allergies from what? Meat and dairy. Meat and dairy. But what kills me is that what we already uncovered is that the meat that we eat isn't really meat. So this leads me, this is not in the article, what's really causing it? If what we're eating, like with these chicken sandwiches, isn't really chicken, it's some wood pulp, okay, wood, not chicken, maybe 2% chicken, and the rest is wood pulp and, and herbs and special herbs and spices, then what's causing it? Because it is not chicken. It's not beef. Is it really beef? Is it mystery meat? Is it even meat? Hmm, okay. But I see there's a narrative being played out here, so... That's, that's what I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to change, trying to, you know, do anything. You, you got your own mind, but there's something nefarious going on here. And mm, keep your eyes, keep your eyes open and your head on a swivel here because it's getting real. Okay. For the first time in she was completely happy. So there, you can't, you can't eat any meat. You can't have any milk or any dairy. Feels great. Just feels great. Okay, so that was a year ago. She hasn't eaten red meat since Kawash suggested the link. The link, okay. Oh, she finds that she can still eat cheese and milk. Oh, okay. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> okay. But if that's what's causing it, hmm. Milk, okay. Anyway, she might not eat it as much. Maybe that's what that means. I'm going to read between the lines. Okay, recently the doctor asked if she would like to be retested. The allergy goes away over time, usually within five to seven, wait a minute, five to seven years goes away over time. Okay, huh, I don't know, guys. He could monitor the levels indicating her allergy and let her know when she might try meat again. Her answer was quick and clear. No, thank you. Not eating meat seemed a, a small price to pay for the luxury of good night's sleep and days forever free of hives and irresistible scratching at an insatiable itch. Hmm. Now, this particular article, like I said, was done last year around, let's say, May, around the same time, more or less. Um, but based on this article, it sounds eerily like the people that I, the three people that I know in regards to, um, the symptoms and then all the things now that are being uncovered in regards to our food and then the other weirdness linked to that. So the way my mind works is something is definitely going on. But is it 
what what they're saying that it is. I'm sorry, I have zero trust. Okay, something is definitely happening, but I don't feel like it's what they say it is. Now you, I leave it in your hands. I gave you information, and I asked this again, like where I asked at the beginning. Do you or someone that you know, does this seem familiar? Are you um, suffering from this? Or do you know someone that is or someone that you love? Family, husband, wife, suffer from some type of rash that doesn't seem or skin irritation or hives that never seems to go away and it seems to only be getting worse. Just food for thought. business presents a day in small business life okay we need ribbon for the wedding bouquets a few vases for the gala event and a new foam blocks any questions yes a lot delegating purchases is a tricky arrangement now fence flowers uses guided buying from Amazon business prime to turn procurement rules into clear visual signposts giving Finn time to stop and smell the roses Let's try again. Any questions? Nope. Guided buying that helps business bloom? That's smart business buying. Learn more at AmazonBusiness.com. You are just listening to Teachable Moments with April Podcasts. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We invite you to stay connected with us on our social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We also encourage you to join the Teachable Moments with April podcast family by becoming a paid subscriber. As always, be well and stay blessed. Until next time.